Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Hey, you know, we had a new sponsor join us for 2016, and that's the Nehemiah Project. Yes, you've heard about him several times last year during 2015. As I found out about him, I reached out to the founder, Patrice Saugay, and said, Patrice, what you're doing in training entrepreneurs from a biblical standpoint, that's what I want to be part of. I know and love and believe what you are doing, and I want to make sure more people understand this ministry. So we, we orchestrated a deal for 2016. So Patrice, every month is going to be bringing on people that will share testimonies and how their lives have been impacted by Jesus Christ, by the Bibles, and by the Nehemiah Project program called Biblical Entrepreneurship. And so we start off today with a graduate Tanya Landis. Now, she's from Oregon, but today she's stuck in traffic on I-4, as only people visiting Florida could be. Tanya Landis, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm sorry about the traffic thing, but that's just part of life. <laughs> and it gets worse during the wintertime because the old people come. Now, we're grateful for those old people because they pay our property tax, our, our income taxes, because we don't have income taxes here. and They just pay a lot of taxes, so we're grateful for them. But I'm sorry that you're in traffic. Tanya, I want to hear your story, but I want to start off with just a level playing field. Every guest on my show always starts off with just talking about how Jesus Christ is making a difference in their life today. So tell me, tell the audience, how's Jesus made a difference in your life today? Today, he, well, we've had quite an experience today. We've been working um, with the Nehemiah Project 
um, on the urban initiative, which is something that's a really amazing thing. And so I got to see leaders come together from the community and get together to discuss bringing actually, you know, initiatives and uh, biblical entrepreneurship to the urban market. And then, of course, he makes a difference in my life every day. I have three kids and a husband and, you know, just listening to whatever Jesus has for the day and whatever he puts on my heart and making sure that I listen to him with my ears wide open and go out and serve him. So uh, how long have you and Scott been married? It will be 17 years next month. Well, that's not just by chance then, because you, you can make it seven years maybe working really hard, but 17 years means you're really working it. So, yeah. I, you know, this is an audience that every Tuesday, my wife Martha and I get on the air and we share, we just, we talk about marriage and relationships. Because if stuff at home is messed up, if our marriages are messed up or we've got issues with our kids, we are not nearly as productive at work that, as we could be. Talk to me about what has made your marriage last. What's making it solid? Communication and being united. Even though we don't always agree, we make you know we make sure that each other understands the other person, and then really uniting as one. Wow, I love that. I love that. Now you're living Oregon, right? Now are you near the coast? In the middle? I mean, because I've heard that the Oregon coast is beautiful. I've never seen it. It's beautiful. It's cold, not warm like you. You know, we don't have the warm beach like you have. Uh, but I live about two hours um, from the beach. We live um, in, just right outside of Portland. When you when we come back from the break, we're coming up on a break. When we come back from the break, I want to hear your story because I, I've listened to your video testimonial, and we'll post that on Facebook tonight after the show. But when you got backdoored by the Lord to get involved in biblical entrepreneurship, which I understand that. I, I've seen God do that many times where, where people are running the other direction, and, and he goes, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to have to make you do this because you really need to have it. And that's really your story. God backdoored you into doing the biblical entrepreneurship program, but it changed your life, didn't it? Yes, it did. Now, we're talking with Tanya Landis. She's got Landis Fitness. Like I said, you can find them online at LandisFitness.com. That's L-A-N-D-I-S Fitness.com. And I say that not because she wants to advertise here in Tampa Bay, but because you need to – she's got her story. She's got a – that tells her whole story all about her, and you need to realize she's a real person. I don't just, you know, bring on fake people on the radio to share really cool stories. So, Tanya, talk to me about how God backdoored you to going through the Biblical Entrepreneurship Program. Well, um, my husband uh, heard about it at a summit he was at, and he really wanted to take it. But when he went to sign up for the class, the instructor wouldn't allow him to take the class unless I attended, too, because he said that um, she wanted to make sure that the spouse was there. And when he asked me if I would go, I said, there's no way. We have, at the time, you know, we had three kids. One was a baby a toddler and then a six-year-old and then our um we honestly it was it was just hard to it was 45 minutes away to get there and it just didn't seem like it would be feasible for us uh but then uh the instructor called and on a freeway with my husband and said you really should be here just come and so i went intending to only go to the first class and then you know show up so my husband could get in and then not go back. Well, was that because you were intimidated by the process or because you're just too busy or because you didn't think it would apply to you? Why didn't you think you wanted to go? 
because I was an at-home mom who didn't think that I was going to be doing any any business anymore. It was just going to be home with the kids. And also, I was just really exhausted. I had the kids at home. I had three kids at home and two that my two little ones think that sleep is optional. <laughs> and so I just was like, I there's just no way. And it was just more about, um, you know, and I didn't honestly didn't think it would apply to me because I had, you know, didn't have a business at the time, or so I thought. Well, you said you wouldn't, didn't think you'd be doing business anymore. And I, I listen, we, everybody listening that has children knows what you're talking about. Now, mm-hmm. I've never been a woman. I've never had children. I had my own kids, but Martha, my wife had them, but she stayed home with them, and I know how exhausted she was. Being a mom is one of the most difficult jobs out there, and because it's 24-7, 365, it never, it never stops. And mm-hmm. having three little ones is a difficult job. But were you in business before you started, you and Scott started having kids? Yes. Yeah, we own our own business, and um, we actually lost um, everything in the real estate market crash. And at the same time, in the 07, 08, we lost our business and had our second child who was very sick at the time. And so mm-hmm. I had decided I would be at home with all the, with the kids from then on. Okay, so the the instructor calls you and said, "Okay, here's the deal, Tanya. I'm not letting your husband join unless you do, unless you come." So you go reluctantly, thinking you're just going to go, you know, just show your face and, and get in and out so he could take the class. What happens next? Well, of course, God spoke to me there, and I like right as soon as she started the course and did the introduction, I knew that I was right where I was supposed to be, and literally, it was. Just an, it, it was just an incredible experience. Um, I knew that, you know, God, what God had done to get me there, I needed to be there. And I was excited. And she even ran over on time. And it didn't even bother me. I just was, I was soaking up all the information. It was amazing. Well, let's just step back forever. We're talking with Tanya Landis about her involvement with the Biblical Entrepreneurship Program from the Nehemiah Project. Before you went in there, what did you think the the BE, the Biblical Entrepreneurship Program, was all about? Oh, I thought it was a business class, and they were going to, you know, honestly, I thought, you know, I, I just figured that they would talk about, yeah, you need to incorporate God in your business. I've been to lots of, you know, because I owned a business before. I figured it was the same thing where you just, you know, make sure God's the CEO of your business and um, let people know you're a Christian. And that was basically, you know, what kind of what we were taught in the other courses. And then here's how you do business. But biblical entrepreneurship is so much different. So let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how different it was. When, when you compare where you were in your walk of faith uh, before you went through biblical entrepreneurship and after you went through the class, did it impact your faith? It did. It did. How? Because basically I had a hobby business I, that I didn't think of as a business. I did fitness because I was passionate about it and I like to help people. My background is not in fitness. And he took that and made it into something big. And only God can do that. And he spoke to me in that time and said, I've given you this gift and now you need to take it and, you know, follow me. So when you look at the significant things that you learned about a kingdom business from biblical entrepreneurship, what were some of those significant things that you learned that just went, oh my, that's it. I needed to hear that. What were some of those things? 
Well, we had gone through what you call like a wilderness period, which they teach in biblical entrepreneurship, like we, you know, where we had had a successful business, but then we lost it. And we, you know, went through, a, you know, we went from living the so-called American dream of what, you know, you're, you think it's about and running a business, but really our business was running us um, in our, you know, when we had our business before biblical entrepreneurship and before we lost everything. And when, um, when I took the course and just hearing about the wilderness period and how, you know, cause I, once that happened, I figured we were just done, like all right, I, you know, I'm done with business, just need to, you know, be, be over it and get a job and move on. Um, but really, you know, God calls us to serve in our businesses and in our jobs. If you're in a job, you need to be serving him and serving others. And it doesn't matter if it's a Christian organization or not. And I just thought that was, it was huge. So Scott went there for his business. What 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 kind of business is Scott in today? He's well. So he was working at for a company. So okay. he went from open. He went from running a you know our company, and to having to go you know. So he was working for someone else, and he is all. I mean, the best investment you can make is in yourself, and he knows that. And he he went to just keep. Um, investing in himself. He's a business coach. He works with, you know, business owners now. Um, at the time, he was doing um, internet marketing for someone else. And how did that... So Scott went through the class. How did that impact his life? And then how did it impact your marriage? Because you guys both went through together. So how did it first impact his his life? What I mean, did it impact him starting this coaching business? Yes, it did. Because God... You know, because he, he was kind of feeling the same way. He wasn't as down about it as I was. But, you know, it, it's hard when you go through such a, dev- you know, through something so devastating. And then you're trying, you're not, you're just not sure where you're supposed to go next. And so he really felt called to, you know, take a leap of faith and open the practice. And God has blessed it. And I don't think that he would have done that had he not taken the book entrepreneurship because, a lot of the concepts in there, um, they just—I mean—they just really cause you to think and really ca- cause you to look to God for the answers rather than looking to yourself and also thinking like, "Oh, well, I'm—you know—this is what I'm supposed to do," or you know, what does that really look like? What does God really want you to do with your business and with your job and with your life? And biblical entrepreneurship helps you you know, answer those questions. It also helps you answer the questions of like, what happens if you run into a roadblock? What happens if you run into an ethical problem, which you do? Um, How do you treat that? So it's a lot of, you know, things that you can apply in your businesses. So he, he's running his business too. So now we have, we have two companies. Two companies, two tax returns and three kids. So (laughs) how did it impact your marriage? Having both gone through that program, did it make your marriage more solid? Yes, because uh, we really came together united, and we understand, like, I am so thankful that the instructor wouldn't allow him to take it without me, because I wouldn't have the same knowledge that he has, because even if one of us decided not to go into business, and we needed to support the other person, we would understand why they're making the decisions they are, and you know, where they're coming from with their business. It'd be like doing a budget without uh, with one spouse or another. Here, here's the deal. If you're in business or you're 
thinking about getting in business or you just maybe don't even, you may have an entrepreneurial itch that you need to scratch, this is the place for you. The Biblical Entrepreneurship Program put on by the Nehemiah Project has been going on for a very long time, but it will equip you to understand, first of all, God's blessing on business, how how the economy was God's idea, that small businesses were God's idea, and that we really need to learn how every business out there is a kingdom business if it's doing good works, and businesses employ people and serve people. That's a kingdom-minded business, and be able to learn how to incorporate your faith into it, also very, very, very important. All right, we're talking with Tanya Landis from Landis Fitness. You can find her online at landisfitness.com. That's L-A-N-D-I-S fitness.com. Tanya, talk about why somebody should go through the Biblical Entrepreneurship Program. If you, you should go through it just to discover your um, gifts, skills, and abilities and how you can apply them to serve others in your business or your job. It really will open your eyes and help you realize things that you may not have known were there or that you may have, you know, just been too scared to use. Um, If you're in a business, you definitely should take biblical entrepreneurship. You will not regret it. It is so worth the time and investment. It is an amazing program and it will it will help grow your business. It helped grow mine. While you were in. Now, did you do the class online or did you do it in a classroom? I did it in classroom. And was that uh, out in Oregon when you did that? Yes. Okay. So you were in a classroom with how many other entrepreneurial couples? There was a classroom with eight couples. Okay. There were 16 of us. Now, those couples that went through that same program, I imagine because you all were experiencing the Lord at the same time learning biblical entrepreneurship, I imagine some of those couples have become good friends of yours. Absolutely, they have. And how has that helped you in business? Because accountability is a huge thing. How is having couples that are like-minded, that are friends in business, how has that helped you and Scott in your businesses? It's helped because if you, it's someone to talk to that understands what you're going through and what you're talking about. It's community. And I think as Christians and entrepreneurs, it's really important to have a solid community with good values and, you know, uh, They've been through the course. When we run into a problem in our business, we can kind of, you know, talk it out with them and also share the excitement when things, you know, when you're able to reach people, um, you have um, those successes, you can share them with them, too. Now, as part of your story, you because you guys have been successful business people, you are now helping others go through the Nehemiah Project. You're helping promote the Nehemiah Project. What does that look like for you guys? It's natural um, because I'm so excited about it that I, you know, want everybody to take it. Um, My husband actually, though, he, um, I talk about it. I tell people how exciting it is and that they should do it because of the impact it's made in my business. But also for my husband, um, he became a VE certified teacher. So he actually is teaching the course. And he's been through the entire program, absolutely loves it. And he teaches it, and he teaches it out of passion to help others because he just he loves it. So he's a great teacher too. If you and he does a lot of the online courses, so if you take it online, you might get him. Wow! All right. So last question: Landis Fitness. When we were talking right before the show and praying together, you mentioned that it's an online 
fitness program. I don't get that, but it sounds good for me because I never have any time to do anything, but I could be online and and wa- watch fitness. I don't know what it's really. I always talked about when when that uh, guy was doing Tybo, what was his name? Billy Billy something. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, hey, I've been watching that tape for years. It's never done anything for me. Talk to me about what Landis Fitness is all about. So give you a free little plug here. I um, tell my clients, figure out what their goals are in terms of their fitness and their health, and then set them up with a workout program that they can do at home, or I've got a lot of clients that travel. So something that they can do, you know, on the road, whatever fits their lifestyle, and then a nutrition piece to it that's going to fit their family lifestyle. Uh, There's a lot of people out there that just don't know where to start, and there's a bunch of information. So... I help simplify it and just coach them through it and keep them accountable with the online support. So So really having that is key because getting to the gym can be tough, but if you just have to check in online, it's a lot easier. So you're providing coaching, accountability, and really a a fine-tuned program that is individual. Well, we have like a, we have a bunch of different programs there. Um, It's just really, but yeah, it's individually based on what person needs Hmm, to fit their goals. That's really cool. Well, Tanya, I really appreciate you sharing your story and and talking about how the Nehemiah Project's Biblical Entrepreneurship Program has made an impact on your life. I know next we're going to talk with Patrice, but in between, when you give him the phone, thank you so much for being willing to share your story. And I would love for us to reconnect again in the future for you to talk about maybe how you, maybe bring you and Scott on together and and, and maybe we'll do it on a Tuesday when we can talk about the, the, the impact on your marriage of being biblical entrepreneurs, because we know that that couples who are in business have a way have so many different dynamics that they deal with than couples who just have nine to five jobs. Well, okay, eight to five jobs. Nobody has a nine to five job anymore. Would you guys be willing to do that? Absolutely. We'd love to. All right. Well, you can put Patrice on the phone, but thank you to Tanya yep. Landis from LandisFitness.com. All right, we're talking today with Patrice Saugay from the Nehemiah Project. Patrice, are you there? Yes, I am. How so, are you, sir? I so much. I'm doing great, and thanks so much for allowing Tanya to join the show today and having her share her amazing story. I mean, th- what a fantastic story that God used your organization, a teacher teaching one of your classes. I mean, really, a Holy Spirit moving to, to backdoor Tanya to get her to go to that class. It's got to excite you to be part of something this big. Yes, yes, it is. It is. I mean, Tanya is a, is a personal story of transformation. For her business and for her life and her family, and and this is what we see uh, around the country, around the world, just an exciting opportunity. If you're just tuning in right now, you missed a great conversation we had with Tanya Landis from LandisFitness.com about how the Lord encouraged her to get into the, involved in the, the Biblical Entrepreneurship Program put on by the Nehemiah Project. Now we've got the founder, Patrice Saugay. He is the CSO, the Chief Servant Officer of the Nehemiah Project. Patrice, as we get back into talking on the air about the Nehemiah Project, I really want to talk, you guys are you guys are back in the Orlando area today, right? We are. I think maybe you ought to have a house over here. You're over here, you're over there more often than I am. <laughs> Everybody's asking when I'm going to move to Orlando. <laughs> yeah, from what I've heard, the weather in Oregon's a little nicer than the weather in Orlando in the summertime. Oh, much nicer. So but what? Then it flips in the wintertime. Yeah, well, every day here in Florida is a perfect day. Just you got to compare it to somebody else. But our days here are always incredible. So talk about what you're doing over in Orlando in the Orlando area today. Well, we just hosted our first annual 
um, what we call Urban Initiative Summit. And essentially what that is, is, uh, as you know, uh, Nehemiah Project began in the African-American community. And for 10 years, we served African-Americans. And so we began in the urban community. Uh, but then when we went national, over time, uh, because of our fees and because of our program model, um, that that community couldn't afford our training anymore. And so we've uh, less and less served the urban community. And, and about two years ago, I was challenged by an urban pastor who, after going through BE, uh, pretty much said, Patrice, uh, your program is as much needed in the urban community as it is in the other communities. And he challenged me. He said, but the problem right now is that there's, it's not accessible. Um, it's too expensive for most of the urban entrepreneurs. And also, we the context is, is not always relatable to, to us anymore. Essentially, he says, you've become too white, uh, to <laughs> use his terms. And so uh, after praying about it, uh, I met with that pastor, and the Lord gave me a vision uh, to create a bridge it breaks to back to the urban community that will make it ex- be biblical structure accessible and allow us to serve. And we have the same bridge, by the way, with our international community. Um, we right now in 23, 23 countries, and we've, we've trained more entrepreneurs around the world than we have in the United States. And, and in part, it's because of our intentionality internationally. So, so all we did was create an intentional bridge to serve our urban community. And so this summit was essentially designed to encourage and inspire uh, our urban entrepreneurs and leaders uh, as to how to work with us to create jobs, uh, reconciliation, and community transformation. By job creation, we're talking about creating enhancing existing companies, creating new businesses that would have a real job in the urban community. And then sec and by urban entrepreneurs. So for and by urban entrepreneurs, but not limited to. The second objective, reconciliation. Um, how, do, how do we, as we do that, create intentional opportunities for cross-racial, cross-culture interaction that allows for not only reconciliation with the Father God, but also reconciliation with each other. And, of course, the third objective is community transformation. How do we collaborate together to solve the real issues of our community so that our community might reflect the glory of God? So talk to me about, so you, how many hours did you spend with these urban leaders today? Uh, we had a reception yesterday, uh, and then we have worship service, and then today we were together uh, till 1 o'clock. So talk to me about the response. I mean, how, how well uh, was this in? Was this in Orlando, the Orlando area? Where were where which urban area were you working in? Yeah, we were. Um, you know, I'm not from here, so I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't know how to. But um, we had we had about uh, I would say about fifty or sixty uh, urban entrepreneurs and leaders. Many of them, most of them, pastors. Uh, so a split of entrepreneurs and pastors in a room. Uh, together from different, representing different communities within the within Orlando, uh, within Central Florida. Okay. Um, and our keynote speaker was Ken Blackwell. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Ken was incredibly amazing. I mean, he was incredible. 
Uh, and he talked about his journey as a as a conservative Christian uh, and his journey as an entrepreneur and a politician and his journey as a as a leader um, that uh, and how the Lord uh, was able to, uh, to 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 bless through his hands and and he gave insight and 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 key guidance principles about the importance of of of, of capital accumulation and wealth creation industry, uh, the importance of small government and policies that, that, uh, that, um, that are business-friendly, the importance of holding politics accountable to uh, what he called a capital-friendly environment. I mean, it was incredible. We had very discussion, and we talked about, uh, about ways to collaborate uh, to, to accomplish those objectives. And so we're going fo- to have a follow-up conference call with the, with the Central Florida Urban Community Task Force to discuss the milestone that we're going to put in place for the next 12 months. I'm writing that down because th- now Ken Blackwell I was just looking him up on online while you were talking. He he's a uh, uh, and they they have written up in in some uh, article uh, townhall.com and it says Ambassador Ken Blackwell looks like he's been involved in a lot of stuff. Writes for a lot of magazines, um, Huffington Post, the Washington Post. That's the guy. Oh yeah, that's right. He's uh he, uh, he was the uh, mayor of Cincinnati, uh, retired Cincinnati, uh, secretary of state of Ohio. Uh, under Secretary of State under Jack Camp and ambassador to the UN. Really fantastic! Wow, an entrepreneur. That's a guy I want to talk to. All right, so talk to him. So you got pastors. What, what most intrigued me about what you talked about this this meeting that you had today with fifty or sixty urban entrepreneurs, leaders, and pastors is that you got pastors in there. How did pastors in, in, in the I know pastors in the, let's just, because you, you said it out, they said you're too white. I'm definitely too white. The, the pastors in the, in, the, in the traditional conservative white church, they don't understand the need to disciple business people for biblical entrepreneurship. They don't, they don't need it. How did the, the pastors in the urban community respond to that? Oh, extremely well. I mean, our national chair of the urban initiative is Bishop uh, Bishop. Uh, Alan, Bishop John, Bishop uh, Wiggins, uh, sorry, Alan, Alan Wiggins, and he is a, a uh, what do they call a mega pastor here in town, and um, and so it's it's once the thing with pastors they draw each other, so as you have influential pastors, uh, we are blessed in Orlando to have two uh, major pastors involved in, in the MI project. We have. Uh, First Presbyterian Church of Orlando, which is, uh, you know, most of considered the wealthiest church downtown Orlando. But they're, they're you know, white, traditional conservative. Uh, and then you have Bishop Wiggins on the other side, which is African-American, and he's also in, uh, you know, inner city. So by the grace of God, we've been able to really get the pastor's attention. Now, it's come, it's, it's, but it's been a while. I mean, it's, it's We've been at it for a while. I mean, it took us the first 10 years. We had some pastors' attention, but we didn't have a critical mass. Now we are beginning to see pastors come to the table, even white pastors. Uh, we started seeing them open up. Uh, now, I think African-American pastors are more uh, easily get it, I would say, only because the need is so great on their side. Right. But the, but, but, but our, the challenge has been, 
to understand the importance of people investing in it. Uh, the white pastors uh, takes a, a longer, you know, more of a longer time to come around the table because the need is not as felt, and it's more of a discipleship issue. And you're right. They don't always see the importance of coming alongside their business people. Uh, but we are seeing more and more pastors come to the table. All right, we're talking today with Patrice Saugay. He's the he's the chief servant officer. He's basically the founder of the Nehemiah Project. Find him online at nehemiahproject.org. About a year and a half ago, I found out about this program that they teach called Biblical Entrepreneurship. It's a three-program uh, learning step to teach how to be a Christ follower in your workplace, but so much more from an entrepreneurship standpoint. How do you lead and run a business from a biblical standpoint to have a kingdom business? Patrice is the founder, and this is a ministry I want you to check out, as he's just indicated, that as they're working in the urban side of the world, where there definitely is a need for getting rid of the blight in the urban city centers around the country, that the pastors in some of those black churches and the urban churches in the in the uh, inner city they understand the desperate need for training up biblical entrepreneurs and we just need to spread that nationwide across all church platforms patrice as you work with these pastors and you see their eyes open for the first time they're going wow no this is something i wish i'd found out about a long time ago talk to me about this this bishop wiggins and his church in uh, the urban areas how, what exactly, you say they, they're involved with it, they've embraced the Nehemiah Project. What does that look like for their church? Yeah, uh, for Bishop Wiggins' church, he's actually, you know, he's getting a license. Uh, what, what a license is, he's going to be a licensed partner. What that means is that as a licensee, he has full right to offer the training in his church using his own certified teachers, charge what price they want, and train um, their own students. Um, and so he has, Bishop Wiggins has about four members of his congregation that are certified BE teachers, and they'll be holding classes throughout the year. Um, and then we provide support such as coaching as well as eventually financing. So it becomes an integral part of the church's active ministries. We also have helped uh, Bishop Wiggins to set what we call a business ministry within the church, where the, the business members get together once a month, for fellowship and, and collaboration. And we also give them, um, provide the pastor insight in terms of the importance of, uh, from time to time throughout the year, doing what we call marketplace messages to reinforce it. Because biblical entrepreneurship is one thing, but without an ecosystem within a church that nurtures entrepreneurs, that is a part of the life ministry of the church, that alone cannot do it. So there's got to be a business ministry in the church you got to have, and then you have the training, and then, of course, pulpit reinforcement. Now, how many urban centers are you working in around the country? Uh, uh, you have uh, Central, uh, Central Florida, you've got uh, Maryland, uh, and Washington, D.C., Maryland, Maryland, and PG County. And we're also going to be launching in Atlanta and Ohio. And what about, so you're doing it obviously in Portland as well, or not? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Portland. Yeah, of course, Portland. Well, that's the easiest one for you. You can drive there. That's an easy one. You don't have to fly to that one. 
We're talking with author, speaker, and professor Patrice Sauge. He's the CSO of the Nehemiah Project. That's chief servant officer. That's a fancy way for saying he's a CEO, but he's got a servant mind. And that's what he teaches every day through his network of classes called Biblical Entrepreneurship. Patrice, share with our audience why they should get involved in taking this course from the Nehemiah Project. Well, number one, first, Jim, I like that commercial you had going on there. That's, I bet you did. <laughs> first time I heard it, good job. Well, the first thing is, if you want to be discipled on how to do business God's way, not just um, go through a training, but something transformational, something that will bring you deeper into the Word of God in your faith, that will give you the practical tools on how to enhance your existing business or start a new one that will also plug you into a network of other entrepreneurs who are like-minded, not just here in the United States, but around the globe. At the same time, usher you into a community that will allow you to be able to be in fellowship with other entrepreneurs from Europe to Africa to Asia to the United States to Portland, Oregon, to Orlando, Florida, and the like. Um, you want to be a part of this. We believe that taking BE is more than just about taking a class. It's about joining a community. It's more than a class. It's a community. Uh, that was a perfect summary. I, I absolutely love that, Patrice. I'm hoping one of these time, one of these shows this year, you're actually going to be in studio. You're you're within 120 miles, so that's pretty good. May God continue to bless the Nehemiah Project. You guys enjoy your time here in Florida, and uh, thanks again. We'll talk to you next month. Thank Patrice so Sagay. All right, thank Stop you so much. All right, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, thanks for tuning in today. I hope something you heard from either Tanya's testimony or Patrice's heart in, in understanding biblical entrepreneurship, and maybe you've always thought, you know, I'd like to start a business, but I wouldn't know what to do. That's what you should go through, the Biblical Entrepreneurship Program. Hey, tonight when you get home, hey, I forgot to say thanks to Ace. He did a great job today, didn't he? Everybody give him a round of applause. Woo-hoo! All right, did a great job. Appreciate it. When you go out to uh, our website tonight to join the I Work For Him Nation Ace, make sure you check out our show sponsors. They're all at the bottom of the front page, businesses and ministries that are part of I Work For Him, keep us on the air and helping us impact people around the world, challenging them to look at their workplace like they've never looked at it before. today we heard today from people who from tanya landis as she shared her testimony on how god backdoored her and 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 had her go through the biblical entrepreneurship program and that wasn't her plan she's gonna let her husband scott go through it and and it wasn't her plan to go through but the lord had a plan for her and you often find that we end up in places where we never expected to end up and we learn things we never expected to learn and it happens because we are being, we're willing to do what the Lord wants us to do. And so sometimes he puts us in a place and he has us do something that doesn't necessarily make sense at the time. And then you get to see the results as Tanya can look back in retrospect three years and see, wow, my life's never been the same since I went through the biblical entrepreneurship program. Look at how it's blessed our family. Where does the Lord have you today? That maybe he didn't expect to be, but he's using it for his glory and for his honor. That's what I want you to keep in mind. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but you know it. I work for him.